0: and welcome. It is Eric Erickson here. I am glad to have you with me today. I sure hope you are doing well and you got blue skies. Maybe you don't. I do. It's chilly outside. Ah, It's that time of year. The leaves are rapidly changing colors. The phone number, if you would like to be on this program, 877 97, Eric, 877 973 7425. We got to begin with the news that none of us really want to begin with, but we must. This is Rick Santelli on CNBC this morning
1: on CPI holy cow hot 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 even the headline is hot up nine-tenths of one percent up nine-tenths of one percent and of course that really is much bigger than the six-tenths expected strip out the all-important food and energy up six-tenths that's two-tenths hotter than expected and we jump We jumped the broom on the handle here, year over year, CPI 6.2%, 6.2%, that's the highest since October of 1990 when it was at 6.3%. And it's the sixth month in a row of 5% or higher. That began in July, excuse me, in June with a 5.0. So these are, you know, you could call it temporary, but it certainly doesn't appear that way in the real world. Finally, if you look at only core year over year, up 4.6, much hotter than expected. And to find a higher number year over year core than 4.6, you have to go back to July of 91 when it was 4.8. That's not good and now MSNBC. The cost of a dinnertime staple for many Americans, beef, is going up too, NBC News correspondent Carrie Sanders reports. If beef is what's for dinner for your family, get ready for some Fred Flintstone-sized sticker shock
0: that'll be 355 355
1: the wholesale price of high-quality beef is up 34 percent since last year and the beef and veal category is weighing in with the largest price increase of any food group one of the priciest proteins Bacon, it's gonna cost you 40% more than it did at the beginning of the pandemic. Definitely seen the prices go up on meat. It has gone up, yes. I would say about 10%, if not more. The reason for the rising costs? The meat industry is facing the same woes as many others. Labor, packing, and shipping supply shortages, making it tougher to get the product to your plate.
2: The supply chain is
3: actually not a chain. It's actually a jumbled mess. Everything needs to flow smoothly in order for product to hit the shelf for the customer
0: to buy. ooh, that's a problem when you got MSNBC. Now, remember, MSNBC is the news outlet that the other day wanted you to know the inflation is actually a good thing. It's a good thing because it means you consumerists and materialists cannot buy as much. And that's a good thing. It's good for the environment. Well, now it's CBS News' turn to pull that line.
2: Right. But you do make a really good point that inflation as a product of demand um, has an upside, correct?
3: Right. To the extent that it's coming from a strong strong economy, a strong consumer, that's not you know that that's not a bad thing. I think when we see that inflation is is coming from either shortages or disruptions, and so you're not actually able to consume more, you're not increasing your your own utility, to put it in an economist's speak, mm-hmm. um, that's when it becomes more more corrosive. I think also when we get to the point where inflation is is so high, it makes it difficult for businesses or households to plan. That's when we begin to see some some downside effects. I think overall, right now we're still in this extraordinary environments so coming out of a period where you saw rapid shifts in terms of buying power. Um, we have had some supply disruptions on, on top of that. And so I think the, the current inflation environment is, is fairly unique and, and related to a lot of the transition that's still undergoing in the economy right now.
0: Right. Do you all feel like you have higher income? Do you feel like you've got higher income? because that's their line that's their line you've got higher income except the problem is there's so much out there that's just higher than it's been here even joe biden is acknowledging it
4: i don't think presidents should be deciding what to do about look a lot of people are worried think about this look what 750,000 people have died because of COVID, 750,000 people. The, the 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 psychological scars that has put on so many people. Schools have not been open because of COVID, and they're just getting open again. We're in a situation where there's a lot of a lot of anxiety. Gas prices are up, exceedingly high. They've been up this high before, but not not recently. Gas price. That's why I have the attorney general taking a look at whether or not these gas companies are gouging people because although the price of oil is coming down some the price of gas hadn't come down some so there's a lot of things that have people that are really a great deal of anxiety a great deal of concern and uh, and they all relate to even though we've created almost 6 million jobs since I came into office we're in a situation where people don't I mean they don't feel it right now they don't feel it
0: they don't feel it well who feels these things? Who feels the economy? You do. This is I, I'm listen, I normally don't play this much audio out of the gate, but it it's striking how much is out there now about rising prices where even the president has to engage and recognize and try to say everything's going well, but you people don't feel it. This is a news story out of Denver, Colorado. Listen to this.
3: Where's the beef? Well, it turns out Americans are cutting back and it's because of rising prices at the grocery store.
4: You're not old enough to remember that commercial, oh, are I you? do.
3: Where's yes, the beef? Yes, I yeah, was
4: like, early 80s, remember. you weren't alive yet. Specifically, we're cutting back on steak. Shoppers are switching to less expensive meats like chicken or pork and moving more to store brand meat than specialty meats. Prices for products like ribeye steak climbed about 40% since last year, which is leading more shoppers to look for bargains.
3: I don't even buy red meat for my husband. I mean, I don't eat red meat, but when I see the prices, next.
4: Really? So he just eats, like, chicken, all chicken all the time? Sure.
3: Uh, We eat fish, uh, turkey, Mm. uh, chicken, obviously. He eats pork. I don't. So there's just so many cheaper things out there. True. Red meat's expensive.
0: Red meat's expensive, and it's going up. We have a problem. Well, we don't we do have a problem, but it's it's a a different problem. Uh the the Biden administration is trying to tell you all that you have it really good. In fact, uh the president, let me read you a tweet from President Biden's account uh in the last 43 minutes. Jobs are up, wages are up, home values are up. Personal debt is down and unemployment is down. We have more work to do, but there's no question the economy continues to recover and is in much better shape today than it was a year ago. Pay no attention to the inflation. Your wages may be up, but they are up less than the inflation rate. Therefore, you've actually had a pay cut. If your wage goes up a percent and inflation goes up 6%, your wage has actually gone down 5% because the buying power of your dollar has gone down. You can buy less with your dollar. And that's a problem for the Biden administration. And their solution is the solution that you see in like third world regimes. It's to tell you that you're wrong. It's to gaslight you. During the Trump administration, uh, there were a number of people out there who complained all the time about gaslighting. Now, what is gaslighting? Gaslighting comes from a play, I think, in the 1940s. It was a Broadway play or some such where a husband would turn off a gas flame in a light, and the wife would complain about it going out, and the husband would insist it was still on. He couldn't understand what she was talking about until she con- would convince herself that the light still... She may not be able to see the flame, but it must still be there. The term coined was gaslighting. And well, I don't remember all the details about the play or whatnot, the, the husband obviously had had malicious intent convincing his wife of otherwise. There's there's a... If you're a Star Trek person, God help me for going there. There's a uh, very famous Star Trek Next Generation uh, episode where Jean-Luc Picard, the captain of the Enterprise, is captured by the Kardashians, not not the, Kardas- the Kardashians, not the Kardashians. The Kardashians were an alien species hostile to the Federation, and they captured Jean-Luc Picard, and they would hold him under these four lights, and they would try to t- make him say there were three. And if he said there were four lights, they would beat him to within an inch of his life, and they would do it all over again every day. How many lights are there? And he would say, there are four lights, and they beat him up. They wanted to convince him there were only three lights. They wanted to break him. They were gaslighting him. You tell someone over and over and over again that something is so when it's not, and you know it's not. And they hope you begin to believe what they're saying. And for four years, Donald Trump said and did things that were not so. And the media was saying, he's gaslighting us. He's gaslighting us. That Donald Trump, he's abusing us. He's gaslighting us. The Biden administration is now gaslighting you. And the media is drawing cover for him. The inflation's good for you, don't you know? The inflation is good for you. It's not really affecting you. It's affecting external factors it's not affecting you except it is beef prices are going up turkey prices are going up this is going to be the most expensive thanksgiving on record because of food prices your wages are not keeping up with prices and what is their solution it's to tell you it's no big deal it's to tell you it's good for you it's to tell you it's not really happening that's not really a solution They are gaslighting you. And the reason that they're gaslighting you is because they have no other solution. They're preparing to dump trillions of dollars into the U.S. economy. That's going to cause inflation. If you will recall... During the yesterday's show, I played for you a piece of 1933 era propaganda, MGM, on how Franklin Roosevelt wanted to solve the depression. The depression came about, a depression is different from an inflationary event in that prices fall. So instead of having inflation, you have deflation. And it causes all sorts of other problems in the economy. And the problem there is that uh, so many people lost their jobs, that they had no take-home pay. And so even though a dollar could buy you way more than a dollar normally could because prices had gone down so much, uh, the the take-home wage had fallen even worse. So what they insisted, what 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 the Franklin Roosevelt administration decided to do was to dump a ton of money into the economy. When you pour money into the economy... It causes inflation. And the Franklin Roosevelt administration decided that we need to cause inflation. We need to put more money into the economy as quickly as we can to cause inflation to get us out of this deflationary event. They were putting in $3 billion. In the 1930s, $3 billion was a ton of money. Now it's a blip in the federal budget. Our federal government today wants to put $3 trillion in, which is like the New Deal. And by the way, the New Deal failed. They had to have a second New Deal because the first one didn't go as planned. But what happened was, yes, we did start getting inflation. And we will get inflation now. Now, here's the problem. We already have inflation. And in fact, it's accelerating The prices of beef are a big red flag here. They are starting to go up in a hyperinflationary event. They are rapidly heading towards double-digit increases month over month in price. That's hyperinflation. And the Biden administration's solution is to dump even more money into the economy and tell you that it's good for you and you'll thank him later. The problem for the Biden administration is voters have caught on to it. They've seen what happened in Virginia. The Democrats have, and they're panicked about it, and they have no way out of it. They have bought into emotionally, fundamentally, intellectually, that they must do this. They can't walk back from the precipice. They've bought into it. They're going to do it unless Joe Manchin and Kristen Sinema stop them. And what's going to happen is it will make matters even worse but they've convinced themselves that it'll actually make it better. Holiday seasons are upon us and you got to start thinking about gifts, particularly now with all the supply chain nonsense out there, you want to get a good gift. You want to get a thoughtful gift. And did you know we spend a third of our lives in bed? So pure organic cotton sheets from bowl and branch make a truly special gift. They make the highest quality sheets by doing things the right way. Not the easy way. My wife, by the way, loves bowl and branch sheets. She really does. So I got to tell you, they're comfortable. The sheets, they fit perfectly. The fitted sheets are great. They're not going to shrink. In fact, they're going to get softer over time. I can tell you because we sleep under them. It's a husband and wife team, Scott and Missy Tannen. They founded Bolin Branch to create a new standard in bedding by doing things the right way. Again, they don't do the easy way. They do the right way. They've got high thread count, premium cotton, and it gets so soft. Treat yourself and your loved ones to the new standard in bedding from Bolin Branch. Their gifts come wrapped and ready in their special holiday packaging. If you order by December 19th, you get guaranteed delivery by Christmas. The best deals of the year are going now from November 18th to November 22nd with promo code ERIC, E R I C K, at bolenbranch.com. That's B O L L and Branch.com. The promo code is ERIC, E R I C K. Exclusions may apply. Y'all are going to think I'm making this up, but uh, in the ongoing uh, point that I've been making, oh my gosh, I can't believe they just did this. The, the Council of Economic Advisors, the White House Council of Economic Advisors, just sent out well it was actually in the last two hours they did this uh, a chart about inflation they're trying to defend it their inflation as measured by the consumer price index increased nine tenths of a percent month over month in october above expectations and above the monthly rates seen in july august and september price increases were relatively broad-based. Core inflation without food or energy rose six-tenths of a percent month-over-month, similarly above expectations. Year-over-year headline inflation rose 6.2%, the fastest year-over-year increase since 1990. Core inflation rose by 4.6%, the fastest since August of 1991. Car prices rose at a fast clip month-over-month. Used car, news car, Auto parts, car rentals together added 15 basis points to the headline CPI inflation. While this contribution is up from July, August, and September, it's less than it was in the spring, reflecting that price increases were more broad-based, but here's the great punch lines we're getting to. They include this. Inflation has picked up in many countries as the global economy restarts after the pandemic. And it shows Canada, the Euro area, France, Germany, and the UK are all experiencing inflation. Our inflation is one and a half times higher than the highest European community inflation. That's right. The US is experiencing the highest inflation anywhere in the Western world. Now, part of that is true. It's energy prices. And the Biden administration is continuing to claim that there's nothing they can do, that it's a global market, except that's not true. Again, they're gaslighting you. They're they're trying to make you believe something that is not true. The Biden administration has canceled a number of pipelines, not just future pipelines, but existing pipelines. The Biden administration has increased regulation, including regulation to cut methane coming from uh, oil refineries. The problem with that is it drives up expense and many of them have to be shut down for repairs. The Biden administration has canceled leases on federal land where oil was being drilled. They've canceled offshore drilling for natural gas and oil in uh, federal areas. They've increased regulations on the providers. They've increased regulations on the refiners. They've increased regulations on the importers. They've increased regulation on the exporters. The net result is it has become more costly in the United States to get oil out of the ground and refine it into a usable product. Raw oil out of the ground isn't usable. It has to be refined refined into the oil you put in your cars, refined into the oil you you turn into gasoline. Oil has to be refined. And they've made it much more difficult to refine the oil. They've made it more expensive. They've made it more cumbersome. They've made it more burdensome for the oil companies, not just to get it out of the ground, but to actually convert it into something usable. And they say, well, it's not us. It's OPEC. No, no we were really good last year and the year before forget the pandemic let's let's take 2020 out of the picture in 2019 gas prices were lower than they are now why because the united states was producing out of its own ground more oil than ever before and then biden became president and shut it all down that's the truth That's not gaslighting you. Gaslighting you is telling you this is all OPEC's fault. It's a global market and there's nothing we can do about it. That's what Joe Biden is doing, and he's lying, and you know better, and you're reacting at the ballot box. Welcome. It is Eric Erickson here. The phone number is, as the voice said, 877-973-7425. I want to go to the phones. Tony is calling. Tony, you you talked to my guest screener today, Zebulon. What an interesting name he has. Well thanks for having me on
2: Eric. Um I have a comment about this inflation and it and it goes back to kind of the basics of business or finance one oh one. And I think inflation is related to our debt problem. And if you think about a company, companies got debt problems, they have two things they can do raise revenue or cut cost. And therefore they have the cash flow to pay the debt. Mm-hmm. Well the federal government has something else they can do. They can control inflation. And if they can increase inflation that lessens the burden of the long-term debt that they've issued over the years i just the thought i came up with that when i graduated from ksu back in 2009 and and that was a huge conversation going into 2010 and 11 and, and it's sort of falling off the wayside
0: yeah um, and, and you know so i i will tell you i've talked to a couple of members of congress who kind of they're they're you're tracking with them that Ah, uh, inflationary events actually are are not a bad thing in that regard. But the problem comes in when the Fed, in response to the inflation, raises interest rates, and the amount of service payments that we make on the national debt then suddenly goes up. In response to that, uh, that's their concern. Is it, the inflation overall might not actually be a terrible thing in that regard until the interest rates go up, and at that point. It becomes a real problem with global interest rates starting to rise. Just the the minimum payments we make to service the debt, not even paying it down, uh, cuts into the federal budget more and taxes then have to go up or cuts have to be made. So uh, there's that side of it as well. But, yeah, um, that we've we got to figure out something to do with the debt. Now, now let me ask you, you went to Kennesaw State, which means you've got to be, you you know way more about finance than I do. Um, the, when it comes I did pretty to well nation, in school. All right. So, so let, let's talk about this, a voting American to voting American. We're at twenty nine thirty trillion trillion in debt right now. Uh, how do you, as a, a voting person who understands finance perceive that issue? Um, or or do you even at all, is it such a big number that you can't?
2: That that, man, that's a huge number. And, um, I, I feel like that it's all out of control and it's just spending out of control. And I'm concerned about how do we How do we even get back on top of it? Yeah, I don't
0: Um, don't know that we can. And, you know, I have this conversation with Democrat friends of mine all the time who want to raise taxes. It's like if you raised all of our taxes to 100 percent, you still would not generate enough revenue at this point to balance the federal budget. So what are you going to cut? And they have no answer for that. Right. Right. It's a scary time. Listen, I appreciate the phone call, Tony, uh, and the thought. Uh, really much do. It, very much Really much do. Listen to me talk. <laughs> 877-973-7425. You know, one of the aspects here, if you listen to the conversations from the audio I played or followed along with the tweets, the Consumer, uh, what, the the Council on Economic Advisors for the White House is telling us that one of the big issues is energy costs. Energy costs are going up. The amount of energy needed to produce power in this country, its we're, we're losing the fight there. It's not a good situation. But there's a problem compounding this. California is about to shut down a nuclear power plant. It supplies fifteen percent of the state's non carbon energy. It is phasing out fossil fuel plants. It's moving too slow on renewables. That's going to cause electricity shortages. Your California, let me let me set the stage here. California is shutting down a nuclear power plant. It is not replacing the nuclear power plant immediately. It is also phasing out its fossil fuel burning plants, and is responding by building new solar and wind farms. The problem is it's not moving fast enough to phase out the solar and to phase out fossil fuel and expand uh, solar and, and wind. So you're going to have less fossil fuel and nuclear power before you have more solar and wind. Therefore, you're going to have a deficit in energy production in California. And to come on top of all of that, uh, Sola Omarova is a Biden nominee. Now, hang on a second. I got to, I suddenly forgot what she was the nominee for. The Washington Free Beacon has a story on this person. All I need to do is read you the sub headline on this person of where she comes from because She is bad news, and you need to know about it. Uh, She wants to starve oil and gas companies. She is a nominee uh, for regulation of the banking system, the office of the controller of the currency. I wish to play for you this audio from this woman.
1: For certain uh, troubled industries and firms that are in transitioning. And here what I'm thinking about is primarily coal industry and oil and gas industry. A lot of the smaller players in that industry are uh, going to probably uh, go bankrupt in, in, in short order. At least we want them to go bankrupt if we want to tackle climate change, right?
0: We want the oil and gas industry to go bankrupt to fight climate change. What she would like to do as comptroller of the currency is to end banking as we know it and allow the Federal Reserve to handle consumer bank deposits replacing private banks. Now, I want you to know something about this woman. This should be automatically disqualifying. Sola Omarova is Biden's nominee to lead the office of the Comptroller of the Currency She supports a national investment authority, which would allow the federal government to tell banks who they can and cannot do business with and allow the Federal Reserve to take over the role of private banking for consumers. I will read you one sentence and you will understand why it should be disqualifying unless you are an idiot and you don't have a problem with it. And you are an idiot if you don't have a problem with this. Sola Omarova, this is from the Washington Free Beacon. It is not a disputed fact. It is a fact. Sola Omarova attended Moscow State University on a Vladimir Lenin scholarship. Sola Omarova attended Moscow State University on a Vladimir Lenin scholarship. That should be the end of the story. It was the Vladimir Lenin personal academic scholarship at Moscow State University. And she is a left-wing academic who teaches at Cornell Law School and has proposed a National Investment Authority to serve as the quote-unquote fighting muscle of the Green New Deal. Under her proposal, the National Investment Authority would create investment funds and issue bonds in order to lure investors to fund clean energy products. Not only that, she would steer banks away from being able to lend money to oil and gas industries and businesses. You can see where this goes when they then decide they set that precedent. And hey, we can tell banks you can't give money to gun manufacturers either. She wants to steer the banking system to left-wing social justice goals. Now, thankfully, John Tester of Montana, Kristen Sinema of Arizona, and Joe Manchin of West Virginia are all concerned about her as well. But this is not good. She has come after those three senators, by the way, uh, for being obstructive to left-wing social progress. So she's probably not going to get picked. All 50 Republicans are going to uh, eh, eh, oppose her nomination. Why is the Biden administration picking someone who went to a university in Moscow on a Vladimir Lenin scholarship? Just how out of touch is the Biden administration? You know, if I had a billion dollars, I don't ever expect to have a billion dollars. not sure that I would want a billion dollars. It sounds nice until you think about how corrupting it could be. But if I did, there are a lot of things I would do. One of the things I think I would do would be to run a nonstop advertising campaign around the country on stuff like this. Did you know, American people, that Joe Biden intends to hire a woman who went to Moscow State University in the Soviet Union on a Vladimir Lenin scholarship and she wants to control American banks and tell them who they can and cannot do business with? You can't do business with you if you're a gun owner. If you're a gun manufacturer, if you work in a fossil fuel industry, if your paycheck comes from an oil company, she doesn't want them to work for you. She doesn't want them to work with you. This is what the Biden administration, this is the woman. Now, I'm exaggerating there, you need to know. She hasn't forcefully stated that she doesn't want them to do business with you, the employee of Exxon, or you, the employee of the gun company, but she does not want the banks of the United States to do business with those industries. Who the hell is in charge? You know it's not Joe Biden. Who is picking these people? There's some progressive activist in charge of picking these people for Joe Biden. You know he's got no clue. He's out to lunch on this stuff. Who is doing it? Because I can tell you that someone like this is going to cause problems even for the Senate Democrats. Can you imagine the ad campaign against Maggie Hassan in, in in New Hampshire? Maggie Hassan voted for a woman who went to Moscow State University in the Soviet Union on a Vladimir Lenin scholarship. This woman wants to control the banks and shut American industries down on a whim. She wants to put you out of work. This is a woman who, on audio, I played you the audio, wants to bankrupt fossil fuel industries. Good luck getting Joe Manchin to support her in West Virginia. She wants to bankrupt natural gas industries. Now here's, again, this goes back to the bigger issue here. One of the core pieces of inflation in this country, no one disputes, is energy. Energy has gone up. Energy prices have gone up. If you're a Democrat, I get you, you've bought into climate change. It's it's an issue for you. But why do you want to shut down these industries before you get the new ones off the ground? You're going to cause energy shortages. By the way, that's not a hypothetical at this point. It's beginning to happen in Europe as the temperatures get colder there. People are losing power in Germany already. It's going to expand. And in California, they're going to have problems as they shut down nuclear power plants and fossil fuel plants. And they have not built enough green renewable energy facilities to compensate. This is this doesn't end well for any of us. And you know, here's the stunning thing. This is the thing that has me just bashing my head at the desk. It's so obvious. It's so predictable. You, you don't have to be an economist. You don't have to have a PhD to understand when you shut down power plants and don't build new ones, you end up not having enough power to go around. You end up having blackouts. It's going to hurt so many people. And it's obvious and they keep telling you no, 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 no. It is the logical, foreseeable outcome, and it's part of what they want. At this point, you got to say they want it. They know you don't, so they are lying about it. I just, you know, if, take the politics out of it for a minute. Actually, I, I'm going to make a political point, but take the t- take the partisanship out of it. It's just bad politics. It's just bad. It's like the people who are running the show don't understand how you do politics. They won a presidential campaign and then their brains broke on politics. You do not cause nationwide blackouts in the energy grid and get reelected. You do not cause beef prices to go up forty percent in a month and get reelected. Virginia should show them this. It's like they totally forget Virginia happened. I I have no. I'm I'm at a loss for what's going on other than they intend for these things to happen. They know the fallout of it. And the only thing they can do is deny it and say, it's not really happening. That's all I got. That's all I can think of is, is they, they know it, they want it and they got to lie to you about it and pretend they're oblivious to it so that you don't blame them. And of course voters are already blaming them. Look at forget Virginia. Look at New Jersey, by the way, uh, The president of the Senate there, Sweeney, has now conceded the race to the truck driver, Edward Durr. Good. This is is, the logical fallout of this stuff is just bad news for the Democrats, and they they must be emotionally invested in it at this point. All right. I got to tell you guys about Patriot Mobile. Uh, You should be emotionally invested in them. Why? Because they share your values. There are a lot of cell phone companies out there. You got AT&T, you got Verizon, you got T-Mobile, you, you got all of them. And, and all of them are Fortune 500 companies that have decidedly socially gone to the left and fund left-wing causes. And then you've got Patriot Mobile out there. They use the same cell phone towers that these other cell phone companies use, but they support your values. They give money to your causes, pro-life causes, Second Amendment causes, veteran and first responder causes. So a portion of their profits go to these causes, and they share your values. they <laughs> The employees at Patriot Mobile don't have to go through uh, diversity, equity, and inclusion training because, well, the company realizes, woke politics is bad. And you can take your cell phone number and take it to Patriot Mobile and start using your phone number on their plans or get a new phone number. You can take your unlocked cell phone to Patriot Mobile and they will set you up to use it on their network or get a new phone from them. You can do it all with 100% U.S.-based customer service as well. What you do is go to PatriotMobile.com slash Eric, PatriotMobile.com slash E-R-I-C-K, or call them. Again, 100% U.S.-based customer service. You will not be calling Mumbai or Karachi. What you do is you call 972-PATRIOT and tell them you want to switch to Patriot Mobile. Tell them I sent you, get free activation. PatriotMobile.com slash Eric. This hour of the program brought to you by First Liberty Building and Loan. Their website, FirstLibertyGA.com. If you're in charge of the finances of a business and you need to become a big business, you got big access to capital plans, you need to go to First Liberty. They can help you anywhere nationwide. Their website is FirstLibertyGA.com. We're talking six-figure loans and up, though, where a lot of banks are saying no, they want to help you get to yes. FirstLibertyGA.com. Speaking of big numbers, Bloomberg is out with this report. inflation in Atlanta, Georgia tops all major U.S. cities. If you live in Atlanta, Georgia, prices have gone up 7.9%. Why? Because your transportation costs in Atlanta have gone up 21%, higher than anywhere else in the United States of America. Not just that, but clothing costs in the metro Atlanta area have gone up 11%. Recreation and housing costs are also up, but with 21% increase in expenses for fuel and vehicles and 11% for clothes, the Atlanta metropolitan area leads the nation in price increases. Now, part of this is the underlying situation with the economy. Uh, The other part of this as well is uh, because in Atlanta, you don't have the manufacturing hubs that you do for, for example, petroleum refineries. Uh, In areas of the country like Louisiana and Texas, where they produce a lot of the oil, the prices have not gone up as much as they have the further away you go. And Atlanta is growing. And when you compare it to blue states, a lot of blue states are still in various states of lockdown and uh, regressed uh, economic production. The Atlanta area has come back to life. Governor Kemp reopened the state sooner than any other governor. The economy has responded. But as energy prices are going up, more and more people in the metro Atlanta area are going to the office compared to other parts of the nation. That's caused gas prices to go up. It's caused clothing prices to go up as more and more Atlantans and people in uh, that part of Georgia are going out and about their business. All of this is causing the price of everything to go up. Uh, that will have some economic impact on the state. Uh, the state of Georgia is actually of the top ten most populous states in the nation right now. Georgia has the lowest unemployment rate. All of this, of course, is conspiring to heat up the economy in Georgia. When we come back, a lot of people traveling. I have a question for you: Is the road you're traveling on racist? Pete Buttigieg and the left. Think that your road itself is racist. We'll discuss and take your phone calls when we come back. And you thought these last two years were crazy. Welcome to 2022. It's coming up and nothing makes sense still, especially in business. If you're a small business owner, good luck getting financing from a big bank right now. I can offer you a fantastic solution. If you're looking for $750,000 or more in financing for your business,